This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturn, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Rome. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yes, indeedy. Hour number three of the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here and Clab over there. We've got uh, Rufus Edmonston right across the table, and my buddy Gerald Adams is uh, back with us this morning. We're so glad he's off the uh, tomato-selling uh, extravaganza route <laughs> and at the farmer's market and sold thousands of plants. How many thousand? Not, not quite 10,000. Yeah. Somewhere... So how's Henry? Uh, Henry's does Henry get a a, a cut? Uh, Henry, every time he shows up out at the market, would smile and wave at people. Would sit up in my big high director chair, and he would hold his hand out. And oh, I wasn't okay. sure if he wanted me to take him no, or he no, wanted no. me to put money, money in money. the hand. I think Good. he came by them jeans naturally, so he probably was looking. Was for he me to two put money. now? He'll be two June the fourth. All right. 
Uh, he's gotta, listening on the sh- to the show this morning, and my daughter texts me while I go and says he doesn't. Un- he keeps asking for me because he hears me, so he's looking around <laughs> G- for me to for come G- right Daddy. now. G Daddy, so he'll be there a little bit later on. That's right. Don't worry about it. But uh, it, but it's funny. I'd have people stop by and they get to talking to them about plants, and they would say, "Well, uh." You know, I got signs up. Are you the Gerald or are you the Henry? I said, well, I'm Gerald. <laughs> Henry's my partner and grandson, and he'll be two in June, and he ain't done a whole lot of work just yet. So well, he, I bet you'll work him to death when he gets gets old enough. Eventually. Yeah, when he gets three and three or four. And when he starts holding that hand out, really wanting money put in it. So oh, yeah. Have a, I'll have boy, a little you gotta, something for him to boy, do. Boy, you got to work for it. Yeah. When he so, wants to go to Carolina, yeah. he's going to really hold that hand out. Yes, sir. Well, he may want to go to state. He yeah. may be, may Maybe. be, and I, my son went to state, so I've, you know, I forgave him after he went and started medical school. Well, since so you work for state. You, I'm a lot you, higher on the hog in my appreciation now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what, what about your website? Uh, Gerald and A-N-D Henry'sPlants.com. Uh, you can always go on that as Gerald and Henry's Plants at gmail.com is the email. So if you have a gardening question, shoot one to me. If you can't get up with us on Saturday to call in the show, you can always email. Uh, I have people text. I pass out cards to all the people that shopped with me this year. So I uh, saw you out on 64 doing that. I was a little worried about well, you. It was a little, I mean, it was a lot of traffic out there. No, that probably wasn't. Right in the middle of the median. <laughs> Uh, at any rate, we're, we're so glad to have We're very thankful to have Gerald Adams on with us this morning, as we are to uh, have Justin Burleson uh, here. And uh, boy, what a time it is uh, for real estate agents and the real estate market in the Triangle area. Justin with uh, Premier Agents Network of Fonville Morrissey Realty. It's a crazy time. Crazy time, isn't it, Justin? Crazy is the right word. <laughs> How are you keeping up with all of it? Well, uh, I, I'm I'm sure I'm missing about 37 texts and 14 phone calls right now just being here, but uh, it's it's fun. I, I I wouldn't have it any other way. I used to be an engineer and you know stuck at a desk, and now oh I'm, no wonder you know math <laughs> <laughs> and thermodynamics. Uh, yeah, but now I'm you know I'm on the road a lot. I'm putting 40, 50,000 miles on my car every year. Uh, I thought I was going to have to hitchhike here this morning just because I wasn't sure if I was going to have enough gas. Uh, oh, my. Uh, yeah. Well, we're glad might, you're might here. might ask Rufus for a ride home when I uh, when mm. we get out Well, here. that would be the most entertaining <laughs> ride you've ever had. You're most historic. Uh, you'll you'll certainly learn plenty. I've got a three-quarters of a tank. There you go. That's right. He's got I'm a good. light foot. I'm good. he got a light foot. So uh, how do folks get in touch with you at uh, Premier Agents? If they're interested in buying or selling, uh, yes, sir. You can uh, call or text me nine one nine six zero nine five one six one nine one nine six zero nine five one six one. You know, that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. But you can e- also email me at justin at nchouse the number two home dot com. You getting more people buying or selling? Definitely more buyers than sellers on the market right now. Mm. Um, always looking for more sellers. You know, you'll 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 make a there's uh, not enough homes. Yeah, there's not. I, I think I saw in a, an article uh, a week or two ago there's four million fewer homes than there are buyers in this country right now. Hmm. So and it, a lot of them are a in lot the of them are here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, give your telephone number again. Yep, it's nine one nine six zero nine five one six one. Okay, Justin Burleson. 
All right, uh, let's let's head out to Beaufort. I bet it's pretty in mm. Beaufort. And see, we have the Captain Kangaroo had the bunny rabbit and and Mr. Green Jeans and Grandfather Clock. On this show, we have people like William, the air traffic controller. Oh yeah, <laughs> William, how are you? How are you? Good. Are you uh, inside or outside? No, I'm, we're out here spreading. Uh manure compost on the yard building the seams and get ready to top dress the yard <laughs> the motor go by. everybody's in manure this morning <laughs> that's uh that's exactly what i'd be doing at beaufort this morning is spreading manure we do that yeah. on this show quite a bit <laughs> as a matter of fact uh, among us uh, well uh, what was here that? here I, that was william your time's up so oh, no. so what's uh what's going on down there i bet it's pretty Oh, it's beautiful down here. We was watching the, all the yacht traffic heading north from Florida, going back to Connecticut. So we was watching the big boat. And does that down at Myrtle Beach, because she's right on the inland waterway. Yes, that's yeah. a fun place to watch. Yeah. That's where we're at. We're right on the intercoastal. They're just trucking up the intercoastal. So you sitting out there with a Bloody Mary or something this morning? No, he's shoveling manure. No. <laughs> I got a, I got, I'm shoveling manure. got a yard break in my hand. Spread it. <laughs> <laughs> But well, uh, I was going to ask Gerald. I missed him at the farmer's market because I've been so busy uh, working. Do you have any tomatoes left, Gerald? I saved you some Cherokee purples, but there's people eyeballing them real hard. You better get up with me this there's week. There's supply and demand for that, too, William. I, I know. I know. I'm going to I'm gonna get up with him uh, probably this week, Gerald. I'll call again. Uh, get, give me a call this week. I got some Cherokee purples and a few other smaller fruited ones I set to decide, not knowing exactly what you needed. But look, okay. you can't never go wrong with Cherokee purples, though. Yeah. Oh, good tomato eating sandwich. That's what I wanted. Good tomato eating one. I love those. But, yeah, we, I'll tell you, uh, we were coming down yesterday. There's plenty of gas out when you get out in the country. Uh, in Smithfield, uh, we had there were no lines or anything down that way. Good. Huh. Good. Yeah, well, we've, we've got – this is a, a real population center and a, a lot of competition for houses and gasoline. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everything the else. Further you, you get out in the country, it seems like the easier it is. But They got I'm toilet not, paper out there, too? <laughs> yeah. Good. Down here in no problem with that either. I'm glad. <laughs> make me sleep better. So uh, what? What? Uh, where, where do you like to eat in Beaufort? Uh, well, we got two favorite places. One's the, uh, the, uh, it's called Off the Hook, and the other one's called Southern Salt. Uh, it's a local fishing camp. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that, Southern Salt. I'm not yeah. familiar with the other place, but, uh. Off the Hook is right across the street from Southern Salt, and it's a locally owned, uh, uh-huh. restaurant, and they have some really good specials, uh, very good specials. You know, it's not the typical fried seafood right do they have the uh farmer's market going on in front of the courthouse this morning yep farmer's market sorry started back and uh they got fresh vegetables uh growing tomatoes and lots of strawberries down here and uh seeing lots of uh beets and onions and radishes uh i guess uh some of the growers have the you know in their wear in their greenhouses uh but we're starting to see a, a variety of vegetables other than your typical tomatoes yeah so you getting to spend a lot of time down there, or? Yeah, I'm down here probably Thursday through Sunday, and then I have to come back up to Raleigh for my business. But uh, I was going to tell you, I start work at Newfoundland Tower in June. I'm working over there for uh, part time for three days a week. Working where? At Newfoundland Tower. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, yeah. They called me up, and needed help. And I said, "Well, I'll be glad to oblige them." And so they bring people. Uh, I'm sure with as few air traffic controllers there are that they 
they really do need to pe- call people out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they asked if I wanted to come to work part time. I said, yeah, part time. I don't want to go back to work full time. I, I got enough of the landscaping. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you just build your own tower? Yeah, yeah. Build your own tower there, and and you can you can do that. I need to talk to Rufus about uh, getting uh, some political activity. Maybe open the tower in Moorhead City. That's where they need one. You know, with, uh, uh, Michael Jordan, all them coming in here for the Big Rock. Yeah, Rufus, can you help with that? Well, I I can tower over it <laughs> as you have your whole life. <laughs> and I was going to tell tell Gerald. Don't feel bad. My daughter went to, to state too. Sometimes you just can't raise them right. I mean, Tur- uh, turned out pretty good in the wash. So, yeah, well, I got my son to go to state. Good. He almost went to Carolina, but my daughter went to Carolina. So, yeah, I've never heard. Right. I'll my never hear the last of that. <laughs> I think my youngest is going to go to Carolina. So I must have done something right with her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, William, we always like hearing from you, especially when you're at Beaufort. Oh, yeah. I wish you guys – I told you, y'all going to have to do a remote broadcast down here. We can set it up on the back of the house overlooking the water and uh, and uh, just do a remote broadcast down, down to the farmer's market. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but if you do do it, y'all got a place to stay. Just remember that. All right, William. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. Y'all have a great show. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Remember, Rufus needs some cigars. Yeah. You ready for the— So one of Rufus's sources. Yeah, go ahead. Cliff Joyner. Joyner? Yeah. When you innovate, you've got to be prepared for everyone telling you that you're nuts. (laughs) Larry Ellison. I believe Larry Ellison is the one that's the head of Apple, isn't he? No, he's— Is is that Oracle or— he's one of Oracle. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Oracle. Yeah. Innovation. If you're innovative, yeah. I you're don't nuts. think he's worth but about a hundred billion now. So it <laughs> turned out okay. Yeah, people yeah. are still yelling at him. Well, that's true. All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. Gerald, uh, generally speaking, what are some of the things in the landscape that we need to be taking care of right now? What What will be a good well, I think one, if you're most people, their azaleas have probably finished blooming by now. And I think if you need to put a prune on them, now's the time. In particular, if you've got reblooming like Encore azaleas planted, I think doing a little light prune on them now, shaping them up is good. I think anything that you planted tree or shrub wise for the most part in the last year or two, Now's probably a good time to fertilize. Uh, I would have probably said starting around the 1st of April into March, but it's still not too late. You don't typically want to expose much nitrogen to something when it gets that 90-plus degree weather that we have here. But if you're using a a slow-release fertilizer, uh, something like Osmocote, that would be fine now. Uh, And just like for us, things really starting to take off. I mean, I'm already looking at some perennial things that have just exploded, and I'm having to – I'm thinking about already dividing some things to to move next year because you 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 you've seen them dormant for so long and then when they leaf back out and green up and start to bloom and you're like my that clump is overgrown I either planted too many of them or planted them too close together need to be thinking about what you can do and and where you can move them uh, and for me dealing with this aggravating deer 
Uh, I mean, I've, I'm working up a pretty good system of just simply what they don't like to eat and figuring out to incorporate that, particularly with, with annual beds. Some, some also with perennial plants, but with annual flowers, there's just a multitude of things that you're, you're swimming upstream if you think they're going to bypass it when you plant it. And I have had some success. Uh, I know that I Must Garden makes a good product, but what happens is people get lazy. You just can't apply any of the deer off products one time and think that's going to last you for 30 days or the whole season or something. You have to be, you know, pretty religious about regularly applying. And most of the products do work pretty good. Uh, but then once there's the expense of that, there's the having, well, what if you're going to go to the beach for a week or something? It's like the deer are watching, waiting for you to pack up and leave. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not going to put that stinky stuff out this week. I'll come in, and once they find something they like, that's all, that's all she wrote. Yeah. So what about uh, tomatoes, if we're interested in planting tomatoes right now? It's still not too late to plant. We've had, uh, I mean, I used to plant tomatoes from as early as you could plant them in April up till about the 1st of June. Uh, once you get into June and we start having that 90-degree weather, putting that little small transplant in, then you're starting to deal with a plant that's going to start blooming and fruiting in the hottest part of the summer, July and August, then you have to be a little more particular about what varieties you use. But you're still not too late, but I would hurt quickly get them in the ground and get them growing. The soil temperature is finally up now in spite of the few little cool nights we've had the last two or three nights. My tomatoes, the ones I've got planted, doubled in size in, in the last three or four days, seems like. So stuff is really growing good and blooming. And just keep your fingers crossed and hope it's going to be a... Uh, not a bad disease year, I guess is the best way to put it. What's the best way to prevent the diseases well, from taking over? The best way is to get on a, a preventive spray program using a number of fungicides. If you will, go, if you will Google NC Tomato Spray Guide, NC State has a Western Horticulture Station that does all kinds of tomato research outside of Asheville. They list a uh, guide each year, and it's literally uh, to spray from week one through the end of season. Now, this guide is really uh, kind of geared more for commercial growers, but some of the first and most uh, wide-range fungicides you will see, like uh, copper fungicide, mancozeb fungicide, chlorothylonil, are readily available and, and fairly inexpensive. When you get into some of the other fungicides for maybe some of the blights, some of the strobularian fungicides, they can be very costly and kind of prohibitive for somebody that only has 10 or 12 plants in their yard. But it, it does give you some information. Identifying the tomato disease is by far the most important and unfortunately the most difficult problem there is. There at least half a dozen different tomato diseases I can think of off the top of my head where some stage of the disease cycle, the damage, it looks exactly the same as another one. And the reason that that's so important to determine what you've got, there are some fungicides that work better on certain diseases that can kind of stop it in its tracks where it won't progress any work. But you've got to know which disease to you know, research and know which fungicide works best. And then if you end up with some of the wilt diseases, in particular southern bacterial wilt, you need to know that because that's going to stay in the ground for four or five years and you're wasting your time putting a tomato plant back in that same spot anytime in the near future. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, unfortunately a lot of work and 
a certain amount of luck <laughs> into having a good tomato season. But as I tell people all the time, don't give up on tomatoes, but try all the other vegetables, peppers, eggplant, squash, cucumbers, okra, zucchini. They're a thousand times easier to grow and have success with. Yes, you can do everything perfect and still have so-so results some years here because you've moved to the or grew up in the tomato disease capital of the world, <laughs> and we're not far from uh, being named that. Uh, but do try other vegetables that are much, much easier to grow. Like Justin has in his garden. So a beautiful picture that Justin has. Incredible. Had. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, that and uh, a little bit about real estate and uh, plenty of gardening coming up in the next half hour here on WPTF. You're listening to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 1026. back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right. It's 1035. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. And Gerald Adams is with us from Gerald and Henry's, or is it Henry's and Gerald's? It's Gerald and Henry's plants. Okay. He gets For the little, time being. He's just barely starting to tell me what to do, but I see us <laughs> on a downward spiral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Uh, you're welcome to call us at 919-860-9783. Justin Burleson is also here with us this morning, um, one of our sponsors of Premier Agents Network of Fonville Morrissey Realty. And I, I quickly wanted to talk about the photo you showed us of of your huge area of, um, of garden, uh, raised gardens, raised beds. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's, is it t- – uh, Square foot gardening, or is it? No, it's not square it's not based foot. on that. It's not. No, I, I just, um, you know, it, I don't have a whole lot of places to to grow uh, plants on my property just because there's yeah. so much. So right. you much, got sunlight uh, there. Yeah, we do exactly. And it was I mean, the the guy who owned the the house before me. Uh, his son is, you know, ranked in the world for uh, tennis, and you know, for his age range. So he had built this European style clay tennis court mm-hmm. on the property. And we don't play tennis, so we, you know, I just figured that's a that'd be a great place for a, a greenhouse one day. Uh, but mm-hmm. until then, I'm doing some some raised bed gardening, and we got 11 uh, raised beds with uh, it's 12 by three each, and so we've just been doing a whole lot of planting, and you know, we're we're more the the production the 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 veggie gardeners more than the 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 pretty plants. So what are you growing? Well. Um, I I brought my list just because I knew I'd forget, but uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cantaloupe, carrots, cauliflower, corn, cucumbers, green and yellow beans, kale, leek, lettuce, okra, onions, peppers, potatoes, shallots, spinach, squash, strawberries, sunflowers, tomatoes, watermelons, and a bunch of spices. Good gracious. So... Did, uh, where did you get these? These uh, I don't know what to call them. I built them. You built them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. right. Well, which engineering? Uh, I was an electrical engineer. Electrical engineer. But uh, but you know, it, it obviously the pandemic was you know bad. Do these things light the, up? <laughs> 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 I mean, you got to put electricity in no, them. No, 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 no electricity. No, okay. The pandemic was was bad news for everybody, obviously. But the, if there was a silver lining for me, it gave me basically a month off. 
because oh. when it first came out, everything stopped. Sure. And so I had a month to basically build these things. And, it, you know, it was the first time I'd had more than a week off in 10 years. So, so how long and wide are they? They're 12 feet long by 3 feet wide. So, so you, you can stretch over from one side to the other without having to run around the other yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, but that's long enough that I can yeah. put, plant a bunch of plants. So I, we have a long-distance view of them from your phone, but they – they, everything looks pretty healthy. Yeah, everything's pretty good. I'm I'm surprised. I uh, I, you know, I I'm growing stuff in there that you probably don't normally grow and uh-huh. and raise beds like corn and whatnot. But uh, you know everything's everything seems to be doing pretty well. I so do a, you have any fruit? I mean, do you have any anything that is uh, produced yet? Yeah, I mean, last year we had a bunch of stuff. Oh. Um, the tomatoes and and squash. We were it was coming out of our ears. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the corn we had a pretty good pretty good. Uh, um, year last year I, I have yet to be able to see a cauliflower i don't know Ann, if you have any <laughs> any uh recommendations on how to f- grow cauliflower because i haven't been able to figure that out yet but um you know we're, we've got a great harvest of of strawberries coming in right now mm. how'd you uh, move all that soil in there uh, back-breaking wheelbarrow wheelbarrow after wheelbarrow Golly. i had I, we had three trucks come with with uh that soil so is your wife interested in this, or she say, "What are you doing?" She, she, <laughs> she she's she, in charge, she's like gotten, most houses. She's gotten used to my crazy antics because okay. whenever I do anything, I do it big. And yeah. so, you know, when I told her what the plan, what my plan was, she kind of rolled her eyes like she normally does, yeah. and just kind of let me do it. But uh, you know, she's she's uh, she's helped me in the garden. We've got. You know, I, I'm doing a lot of stuff because uh, we have bees now. You know, I'm trying to. We're trying Good to do for you. beehive and and. Uh, we got chickens and ducks and all kinds of fun stuff too. So it's, it, I mean, it's, it's a little hobby garden, hobby property, hobby farm property. Oh, that's but, uh, a hobby. It's it's yeah, been it fun. It's the only hobby that I have outside of real estate. So. Oh my gosh! Well, that's uh, more power to you. That that is quite an undertaking. I'm afraid I'm not that ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> well, we is, eat well. Uh, I bet the you do. Fall, that's for sure. I bet well, you I share do. with your neighbors too. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. So uh, squirrels. Segue to squirrels. How about that? Squirrel. Everybody has a problem with a squirrel. Yeah, you may like like uh, seeing the antics of squirrels, but they could be a big nuisance in the garden. They eat flowers bam, and bam. yeah, and they. Uh, what was that, Gerald? I was, I was imitating a gunshot. When oh, people okay. asked me how to get rid of them. Yes, well, all the plant uh, animal lovers out there, come get me now. Now we're we're, we're just talking about nope. repelling them at this moment. I was just see. thinking about that. Oh, okay. I wasn't saying that out loud. So uh, you know they they eat flower buds and and they do a lot of things. They dig a lot. They they chew on decks and outdoor furniture and pull whatever. Pull tomatoes off. The pull plant. tomatoes off. And they can be really annoying. So put a stop to squirrel damage with I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent. I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing it contains botanical oils and natural ingredients that squirrels just simply don't like available in liquid and granular i must garden squirrel repellent is effective and easy to use and it works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals you can spray i must garden squirrel repellent directly on buds and flowers or sprinkle the Imos Garden Granular Repellent directly into the soil of your flower pots to prevent digging. And if you want to prevent squirrels from chewing on trees, spray your trees as, they, as soon as they start leafing out. Now, Imos Garden Repellents are sold all over the Triangle area. Look for 
I Must Garden squirrel repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as the Garden Hut in Fuqua Arena and Piedmont Feed and Garden Center in Chapel Hill. Of course, uh, Campbell Road Nursery and, and Logan's also sell uh, long-time sales, and, and uh, they really back it up. Nelson really thinks a lot of um, Maryland and the product. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other I Must Garden natural repellents like deer, rabbits, moles, voles, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from I Must Garden repellent. Earth-friendly, people, and pet-friendly, and made right here in the Triangle area. Vanessa is with us in Raleigh. Vanessa, good morning. Hey, good morning. It's me again, and I forgot I had two questions earlier. <laughs> the second one is about my shady lawn uh, in the back of the townhome. I have worked uh, tirelessly to um, grow grass in a shady area using the Wyatt Coral Shady Nook uh, grass seed. I've had excellent luck. Um, and I went Wonderful. away last weekend and came home to find probably mole tunnels everywhere in the grass. Mm. And <laughs> it broke my heart. I'm not sure if this grass is going to recover, but before I do anything to it, um, other than stomp down the tunnels. Do you have any suggestions? I was thinking I would just turn over the tunnels, add permateal, turn it back over, water it in, and cross my fingers. you got to kill the grubs first, because if the moles are there, they've come to get grubs. <clears throat> now you can go bacteria-wise and use something like milky spore, which you have to, it's a little uh, tedious, you have to take and put like a, a teaspoon, a tablespoon every foot like you were doing a diagram, but it can last for up to 10 years. If the grubs go away, the moles go away. Other than that, you would have to use uh, some type of granular insecticide and spread it over the lawn like you would fertilizer. But you got to kill the grubs first. Do you're just going to keep redoing mole tunnel after mole tunnel after mole tunnel. Thank you. Uh, so and after you kill them. in my lawn where the grass is Well, no, you're going to put this stuff out, and you're going to send them to, to somebody else's lawn. Right. Uh, <laughs> so then they, you won't be, your, won't be your problem. But sometimes you'd be surprised the grass may recover on its own. Right. Uh, they're not after the roots. No, they're it. not, they're not no. bothering the grass. They're after the grubs. Now, if you had zoysias, uh, grubs will eat zoysia roots. But if you've got fescue... Uh, most of your cool season grasses, they don't bother. They're just, you know, creating a highway to travel yeah. uh, because they're looking for the grubs that are there. Right. It's sort of a way of aerating your garden if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what somebody told me. Uh, it's never bothered me, but I, I, I don't have a, a lot of lawn grass in, in my uh, landscape. But, but get so. rid of the grubs and that problem will go away. And would you the, go with the milky spore before you would do the... Yeah, well, the milky spore, you're not using a chemical. That's nothing yeah. but a bacteria, and it's a little aggravating to have to put it out to start with, uh, but it, it I've, I've known it to last for 10 years. It, it's really a great product. It will take You won't have a grub problem for some time. Right. It's a bacteria that, that actually kills uh, a, a grub, gets... Gets it in the system. It's passed along to the next grub and the next grub and the next grub. It won't harm anything else. And will it work this year? Yes, yes, ma'am. Once Perfect. you get it out, it, it comes in like a granular, and once you put it out all over the yard, it's kind of specific, like a little diagram. You're making 
think connect the dots as you're dropping it into specific places. Once mm-hmm. it dissolves and gets down into soil, it can take two to three weeks to see the results, but it works works pretty quickly. Now, May and August used to be the time to put them out. The, so. the, the, the season changes is when grubs are the worst. When we come, quote, out of spring headed into summer right. and come out of summer headed into fall is when they're the worst. That kind of fits their life life cycle when they're hatching out, but now would be a great time to do it, and that could really keep you from having a problem at the end of summer. And they're they're basically Japanese beetle grubs. That's right. Aren't they? Which, so are, which are even terrible after they hatch out, so that's double That's right. Double so they, they're getting, <laughs> should be getting closer to the uh, surface of the soil now, so that's why it's a good time to put out the And the that's why spore. those moles are there hunting for them to eat. Yeah. And can I get this at the Campbell Road? I don't know if uh, call and check. We they they Phil has sold it before there. Yeah. Uh, I I know that uh, Wyatt Quarles distributes it to most of your independent garden places. I would call around yeah. before you made some trips, but I do know that I think Road, Logan's definitely definitely would, and and all you know the gar- Garden Hut, Campbell Road, and Logan's would have uh, the mole and vole repellent too. Do you use that in conjunction with the milky spore? Well, they have nothing to do really with each other. Yeah, I, I would really be concentrated on getting rid. If you get rid of the grubs, then you you and with milky spore, you've solved your problem long term. Wonderful. Thank One you. One application have and a boom. Great weekend. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. Uh, Bob is in Raleigh. Bob, good morning. How are you? Great. Hope you're well, sir. I am good. Thank you. Say, you folks helped me a couple months ago when I asked sort of a naive question about when to plant sunflowers. Uh, I got good information. I'm on my second batch of sunflowers. They grow about six inches, and uh, they get too heavy. They fall over, and I can't keep them up, so I try staking them, but it just doesn't seem to help. So uh, do I have to keep staking these until they're a couple feet tall, and will they eventually get thick enough to hold themselves up? Well, A, it depends on how you plant. Did you sow the seed directly, or did you uh, transplant them? Uh, directly into peat pots. Okay. What you One, you could probably need to be planting them closer together, and if you're growing the ones that make the gigantic heads, yep. then you sometimes have to stake them indefinitely. Uh, sometimes once they get on up a little taller and a bigger root system, there are so many varieties now, not knowing which variety you've got, but the really taller ones can be a pain to keep supported. I mean, when I say taller, I mean the ones that get five, six, seven, eight foot tall. Yeah. Uh, it's one reason that lots of people now are planting some of these dwarf, more compact varieties that only get two foot, two and a half foot tall because you, you, they're a little better able because they're not so tall to support themselves. I don't know what they were planting out at Dick's. Uh, they're they're going to have that field of um, that, That's a pretty year. tall variety they're growing out there, but they've got them sowed where they're so close together right. that they're kind of supporting themselves. Right, and that's uh, – I was just looking at a picture of, of that, basically. They, uh, they're so close together. But they got to grow fast. They're pretty fast pretty, growing. Pretty, fa- pretty fast grower. Yeah. What's the latest I could probably plant another batch? I, I think uh, you probably still can now. Uh, I don't see. You, you, you're going to be a, a little later blooming, but, I mean, it depends also. You know, the ones that get taller are slower to develop than the shorter ones. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're fine to go ahead and, and shoot some other ones uh, in now. Oh, that's great. Thanks a lot. That's exactly what I needed. Thank you, Bob. Okay. Bye. Jill is in Durham. Jill? Hi. Hey. Take my call. Yes, ma'am. 
I have a question about, I have two uh, small four by four raised beds and I have tomato plants in them. Can I trip the tomato plants next year if I planted like clover over the fall and then dug it in? Or do you still have to put a different thing in every every other year? As long as it you, as long as you're disease free this year, uh-huh. that that won't be an issue. If you had the wrong kind of wilt disease, then you probably wouldn't want to plant tomatoes back there next year. But it's never a bad idea to do what you. It's basically what they call green manure. You're growing a winter cover crop right. that you can till into the soil to put nutrients back in the ground. It would benefit anything that you were going to plant there. Uh, clover works well for that. I am not a big fan of hairy vetch, which is in the pea family, is uh-huh. another thing that's planted a lot for that because when it blooms, it has like a zillion seeds, and next thing you know, it's all over your property everywhere. Rufus, uh-huh. do you want to weigh in on uh, the uh, clover situation? I just, I'm just a great believer in clover, clover, clover. Uh, my whole yard my whole yard. <laughs> Is full of clover, and I don't have any problems. But he's not turning it into the ground. He's no, just looking at it aesthetically. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so I, I, if there's no disease, I don't have to worry so much, but still it's a good idea to plant the clover. Yes, ma'am. But do remember you've got to turn that in pretty early now because the process of turning it in, get it to decompose, say if you were going to plant your tomatoes, April the 20th or the 1st of May, you probably need to start on this, you know, back in March, a good 30 days before you're thinking about planting. Okay, but so now pretend it's the fall. When should I take the tomatoes out and plant the clover? We don't never take the tomatoes out till you have to. <laughs> so <laughs> if, you're having a good, if you're having a good season and you make it past Labor Day, all you need to do is get the uh, the clover established in some little bit warmer weather, and I mean okay. non-below freezing. So you've got October and probably oh, right. the good part of November to get that done. All right. And then when it's all green and everything around March, turn it over? Yeah, just think a good month ahead of when you want to plant. You just okay. can't turn it over this week and go plant your tomatoes next week. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. Okay. Have a nice weekend. Yeah, you too. And when you're planting your clover, black cow, I think, would probably be good for that. Uh, the mature manure, it's good for, for anything you plant. The warmer planting season is supposedly here, dis- despite the, the cool mornings we've been having lately. But make sure that you get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with black cow. Prepare your plant beds with one and a half inch layer of black cow in the area and then mix it into the soil about six inches deep. Black cow is natural and organic, and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up the bright yellow bag and get growing. For more details, check out their website, blackcow.com. A lot of information there, including something about the weekend gardener. It's blackcowkow.com. We'll be back in a moment. Not much time. It's 1053. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're running out of time here quickly. Uh, Justin, I appreciate you being with us so much. Yeah, we're, we're uh, 
I hope you had a good time. I did. This I I, I told you guys that uh, this was a bucket list thing for me. I've, I've been looking forward to doing something like this for a long time. Justin Burleson of Premier Agents Network uh, with Fonville Morrissey Realty. Uh, quick advice for us uh, if we're thinking about selling or buying. Uh, reach out sooner than you think uh, in terms of you know, strategizing because you know it it even though it takes a very short time to actually get your house under contract you want to have enough time to plan because if you need to go someplace else we need to kind of figure out what the next steps are before you, we put the sign in the yard and then for buyers i mean i've i've had some buyers looking for months you know and and we we we've lost multiple bidding even wars. if they have cash yeah exactly exactly so so you know having the conversation with an agent sooner rather than later will give you a leg up when it's time to finally start thinking about pulling the trigger yeah you may have to compromise unfortunately yeah in this market there's there's a little bit more compromise um and and then then people really want to do but you know it's 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 just the way this market's going right now unfortunately yeah i and it know a good uh get in touch with a good uh real estate person somebody who's been in the business for a long time like you that's right, right. yes sir yeah, Mike justin we, absolutely yeah how do how do we get in touch with you uh you can call or text me at 919-609-5161 919-609-5161 even if you're not re- really ready to do anything write the number down reach out to me yeah. you know 6 12 18 months from now i'm i'm happy to have a conversation and talk st- talk strategy thank you justin burleson Thank you, Miss Ann. Brother Rufus, have a hot dog today. Yes, sir. And Gerald, God love you, man. Thank you so much for, for joining us. We're going to get you back on soon. And uh, Michael on uh, from Raleigh, hold on. We'll get to you in a second off the air. Thank you, Jason. We'll be back next week.